does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. Guess what? High school football. We got a lot of great games to talk about because we are in the semifinal round of the sectionals. We're also going to talk some college football, too. Big day tomorrow in college football. Right now, though, you listen for scores. So let's get to them with the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. All right, Coach, plenty to discuss already on sectional semifinal Friday. The biggest stories, though, right now coming out of Class 3A, specifically the top right section of 3A, where Danville defeats Western Boone in overtime, 36-34. They'll compete for a sectional championship next week against Monrovia, who beat Speedway by a penny, 21-20. Two massively close games, two spectacular games. Credit to those four teams. But again, for that sectional title, Danville versus Monrovia, or at least to get to the sectional final, Danville and Monrovia next week. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Elsewhere in Class 3A, Jimtown over John Glenn, 28-7. Jimtown waits on either West Noble or Knox. Norwell whitewashed Fort Wayne Concordia, 37-0. It was Chittard Big over Hamilton Heights, 41-14. And Garen Catholic blew by Tippecanoe Valley, 34-14. Chittard and Garen next week. Last score that we have right now in Class 3A, Pike Central by a touchdown against West Vigo, 22-15. Up to Class 6A, Carroll Fort Wayne, no problem with Penn, 35-7. Carroll advances to face Warsaw next week. Warsaw over Elkhart, 14-9. Fishers, they're big over Fort Wayne, Northrop, 49-7. They went on either Homestead or HSE. Westfield defeats Carmel, 28-9. The Rocks will get Noblesville next week. Noblesville, a 25-piece on Zionsville. Of course, the Zionsville Eagles, they've gone to the state championship game each of the last two years. There will be no three-peat in getting to Lucas Oil Stadium. Noblesville rocks Zionsville. Brownsburg by 28 over Ben Davis, 48-20. to Cathedral in a battle against Lawrence North, but the Irish fight on 44-35. Cathedral waits on North Central or Lawrence Central. In Class 5A, Concord beat Goshen 31-6. Fort Wayne Snyder all over Fort Wayne Dwanger 41-6. It was Plainfield getting by Harrison West Lafayette. That's a 35-28 final. Whiteland blasts Terre Haute North 63-3. And Bloomington South no problem against Columbus East 35-7. That was Class 5A. In Class 4A, Northridge by a 10 over Logansport 34-24. Northwood puts up 50 
52 on South Bend St. Joseph. They win it 52-24. It's Northridge and Northwood next week. Leo 42, East Noble 13. It was New Pal defeating Greenfield 33-9. Ron Collier, 69-0 shutout over Crispus Attucks. Evansville Memorial defeats Jasper 21-18. And East Central crushes Silver Creek 42-6. This is the race to Lucas Oil Stadium, of course, in the IHSAA Football State Tournament. This weekend at Lucas Oil, you got the Colts and the Commanders Sunday at 425. Sam Ellinger under center for the blue and white. Let's hear from him. Um, just staying in the moment is, is the biggest thing. Uh, one play at a time, one play at a time mentality, um, and, and taking resetting every single play, um, regardless of the outcome, good or bad, just staying in the moment and um, doing everything I can in preparation to alleviate nervousness. That's Sam Ellinger in the NBA. The Pacers up on the Wizards, 121-109. Three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And in the World Series, how about this? The Astros took a 5-0 lead on the Phillies. Game one down in Houston. The Phillies have come back to tie it against Justin Verlander. 5-5. Base hits from Nick Castellanos, Alec Baum, and JT Realmuto. 5-5 in the fifth inning in the Fall Classic. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King working, seriously working tonight, doing scores. All right, so uh, upsets tonight so far, what you would consider ups- upsets? What's what's happening? I wouldn't say, Coach, there's been a flat-out upset. I will say, though, there was some really good stuff that we have on the IST Twitter right now from Evansville Memorial and Jasper. Memorial Beach Jasper 21-18. Thanks to our pal Corbin Lingenfelter from down in Jasper. Um, There was a missed field goal by Jasper to end that game. So Memorial... They didn't block the field goal, but they get a break, and they're moving on to the sectional final based off of Jasper missing for three. So that is the story. And then, Coach, I, I think the most entertaining thing we've seen so far tonight is from Class 3A. How about Danville holding on in overtime to beat Western Boone 36-34? And then on the opposite end of that sectional, mm-hmm. Monrovia beats Speedway by a point, 21-20. So you get Danville and Monrovia next week combined between those two teams they win two games, again, combined by three points. That is how close right. it is. Warriors, uh, Warriors uh, uh, are thriving in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, good, solid win last week to get here. And so that's fun. You know, it's that situation where we, we see it, whatever level of sports, uh, whatever sport is a team playing, puts things together at the classic right time. And so it's kind of how that's kind of how it goes. Now, uh, 5-0 lead for the Astros. Did, is, did I hear that right? You heard it right, Coach. Kyle Tucker, who is a young, outstanding left-handed hitter for the Astros, he hit two home runs in the first three innings off of Aaron Nola. Astros went up 5-zip, and then the Phillies just started grinding things out against Justin Verlander, which, by the way, is not an easy thing to do. Uh, Nick Castellanos had an no, RBI single. All. Alec Baum had a big-time double. And then JT Ruimuto tied it on a double off the wall in left center. So it's 5-5 in the fifth inning. The Phillies just went to their bullpen. So Aaron Nola's out of the game. So you get a starter out of the game in the World Series in the fifth inning. And this is, uh, is going to be a long night in Houston, Coach, if these bullpens are going to be used like this. <laughs> 
Well, it's uh, it's playoff baseball. It is playoff baseball. And uh, we're, we're, it's just how it goes. All right, Brendan, thank you so much. Hey, don't forget, Brendan King, every 15 minutes, uh, he is your guy. Your guy, uh, so, so you know. Uh, it's a situation where you listen to the show to hear the scores, and he's the guy with the scores, and we're glad he is. Coming up tomorrow, there's great college football to watch. Tonight, obviously, we're talking about high school football. One of those nights where you have games, you know, game, you, normally we have a whole lot of calls uh, on, a, on a Friday night. Uh, tournament rolls around. It, it's it's kind of a it's a different pace, so to speak. And so, uh, stay with us. We will um, uh, we will talk about high school football without question. We encourage everybody. Uh, we have look. We have college basketball exhibition games tomorrow. We have uh, girls practice has begun. Girls will get started in basketball for real next weekend. Boys are practicing. It's uh, it's an, an exciting time of year. So, uh, you know, tomorrow college football continues on. Uh, there are some really, really great games. It's also a weekend where you have some teams that are off, like, oh, I don't know, IU and Purdue. Um, so Notre Dame will be playing Syracuse tomorrow at noon. Indiana State on the road at South Dakota State. That is also a noon start. Um, Hiram at Wabash in Division Three play. Also in Division Three, Hanover will be at Anderson. Moorhead State will be at Butler. Um, Division One action. Dogs are playing very well. Another team having great uh, success right now. DePaul will be at Kenyon. Indiana Wesleyan, nationally ranked in the NAIA, will be at Siena Heights. Siena Heights, by the way, in Michigan. Missouri S&T will be at the University of Indianapolis. Extremely important game relative to playoffs in the NCAA Division II ranks. Valparaiso at Dayton. Taylor at the University of St. Francis Franklin College. At Manchester, Defiance will be at Rose Hulman. Rose undefeated in HCAC play. Uh, very important game for the obvious reason. Trines off, Marion's off, uh, Ball State off until Tuesday. They'll be on the road at Kent State in a uh, very, very winnable game in the Mid-American Conference. So uh, that's coming up uh, tomorrow. So at Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Always great to start a segment off with a Hall of Fame broadcaster and Hall of Fame guy, a legend in the South Bend area and a legend in our state, one of the good guys and one of the truly gifted broadcasters in our state, Chuck Freebie, joins me. Chuck, it's great to hear from you. Thank you so much. You had a good one tonight with uh, Warsaw and Elkhart. Warsaw, 14-9 to winners in this one. Thank you so much for this. And how did Warsaw win this game tonight, Chuck? Chuck, are you there? Hey, hey, Chuck, start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Thanks so much for the call. Tell me how Warsaw is able to win tonight. Sure. 
Sure. Uh, by the same way that Bart Curtis has done it for 240 other games, by running the football. They've got a tremendous fullback <laughs> by the name of Ramon Flores Ortega. He ran for 116 yards on the touchdown. But the interesting thing about this game, Coach, is the fact that Warsaw had eight players suspended for the game. This is the second straight game these players have been suspended. And they've got a lot of players playing both ways, which is unusual at the 6A level. The big play of the mm-hmm. game was by a young man by the name of Theo Catris, who prior to tonight had never played offense a day in his life. And he had a 40-yard run on a pitch out that took Warsaw down to the Elkhart 5 in the fourth quarter. A couple plays later, Drew Sullivan, their sophomore quarterback, punched it in, and that was the difference. They went at 14-9. Well, you know what? Talk about adversity as a football team and responding to it, having that number of players uh, not playing tonight, uh, number one is unusual and number two credit coach curtis and his staff and his players for finding as we like to use in cliches finding a way to win a big football game well bart was absolutely adamant that his coaching all the credit because these suspensions happened before the last game of the regular season the coaching staff got together said we think we can use these players here they coached them up. They taught them what to do. And Warsaw's now 2-0 and since the suspensions have come out. Now, they're going to get a stern test in the sectional championship. They've got to go play Carroll, which disposed mm-hmm. of 10 tonight, 35-7. So it's not going to be an easy road in 6A. It never is. But give credit, as you said, to Bart and his staff because they did a terrific job. And give credit to the players that still were playing, too. It's right, not easy right. to learn these things, and these are smart kids that uh, took advantage of the opportunity they were given and made the most of it. You know what? A uh, hundred years ago when my coaching career got started, I was given great advice by the legendary Red Fought at Franklin College, and it was job of a coach is to take the available talent and coach them. And there's, if you unpack that statement, there's a lot in there. And that's exactly what Barton, his guys did tonight. Don't talk about the guys that aren't in uniform. Let's talk about the guys who are. Let's find a way to win with the guys who are, that we have available. Coach, they borrowed your iPod the game, and they played the song No Excuses over the PA system, and there were none for the Tigers tonight. <laughs> All right, well, let's brag about some of these kids who played well. Theo Catris is the young man that I mentioned that had the 40-yard pitch. His brother Nick, his twin brother Nick, the leading tackler on the team, had a great game as well. And, and I think defensively, you know, Elkhart runs the ball pretty well, and for the most part, Warsaw was able to keep them bottled up. Elkhart had taken a 9-7 lead on a field goal by their exchange, foreign exchange student kicker, Edvin Vada, who is a big deal over in Sweden now because they watch the live stream of the game, and the, and the Vada family's got an American football star, and he had given them the lead, and there was the storybook that was about to be written. But Dimitri Chandler gave him a big kickoff return. Chandler's another one of these guys that was playing two ways tonight, caught a pass, did a terrific job at safety, reading the option, and then he set them up with a kick return. Theo Catris with the big run. And Drew Sullivan, a sophomore quarterback who was third string at the beginning of the year, 
and now has led the Tigers to back-to-back victories. Big win tonight in sectional number two for Warsaw. 14-9 winners over Elkhart, the legend himself, Chuck Freeby from WHMB. Chuck, thank you so much for the call. Have a great weekend. You know what? While I have you, big weekend tomorrow. The uh, Irish taking on Syracuse. It's a good Syracuse team that the Irish have to play tomorrow. Boy, they sure are, Coach. They're 6-1 and one going into this one, ranked number 16. Their quarterback, Eric Schrader, has really benefited from having a, a new offensive coordinator this year who has helped him with his throwing accuracy. He's completing about 70% of his passes. They have a tight end, Gadsden, that uh, fans should keep an eye on. He's not Michael Mayer, but he's pretty darn good. And then they've got a running back by the name of Sean Tucker who's been very elusive. Everybody, including... Uh, Marcus Freeman wondering why Sean Tucker didn't get more touches last week against Clemson. He only had five carries. I would look for him to have a lot more touches. Irish have Mm -hmm. their hands full. This is a Syracuse team that scores about 34 a game. If they score 34 tomorrow, Notre Dame's walking out of that dome with an L. But I think the Irish might be able to find a way to get this one on the road. They've played better on the road than they have at Notre Dame Stadium this year. Yeah, and you know what? It's as you mentioned, it's a unique place to play, uh, and um, it takes a little bit of an adjustment to do that. But it's also uh, a Syracuse team that makes it uh, not that easy to adjust. As a matter of fact, they're they're really good. And it's, as cliched as it sounds, this is really a game you need to get a good start in. Well, really, coach, the next two games for the Irish where you play Syracuse on the road, ranked number 16, and then Clemson comes to Notre Dame Stadium next Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. they're not only pivotal for the season, I think they're pivotal Mm -hmm. for the offseason as well to see what Marcus Freeman can do to try to rebuild this program back from the, the, quite frankly, poor start it had in the first six games. They went three and three in the first six. They really should have been five and one. If they can get wins over Syracuse and Clemson, boy, does that turn the narrative. And speaking of turning the narrative, you mentioned how tough Syracuse is in that dome. Dino Babers was on the hot seat going into this year, and all of a sudden he's a candidate for ACC Coach of the Year. He should be. And the other, the other part, you make a great point. You know, the, these two games uh, are the type of games now you're, you're playing really good football teams, and in a sense you make a statement to yourselves and others that you are at that caliber that you can beat good football teams, which is an important thing for you to do mentally and otherwise. Well, and let's face it, if you're Drew Pond, the Irish quarterback right now, you need to play well, not just for this year, but if you want to try to protect your job going into next year. Because, obviously, if Pine can't get these wins against Syracuse and Clemson, and right. I know that's a tall order, right. all of a sudden you got to go shopping for somebody in the transfer portal. Because you, I think the game has shown us, Coach, you have to have experience at quarterback. If you look at the games that Notre Dame has lost this year, the common thread between Ohio State, Marshall, and Stanford, they all have very experienced quarterbacks playing this year. He's Chuck Freebie, WHMB, Hall of Fame broadcaster. You know why. Chuck, as always, it's great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Coach, it's been too long. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, one of the really good guys in our business. 
a big win for Warsaw uh, over Elkhart. Again, scoreboard update coming up in a couple of minutes with Brendan King. Semifinal Friday night. Uh, We'll start to pick up the volume of calls here in the next few minutes because games are, you know, wrapping up different times, different kinds of things. So stay with us. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night on the show. It's a busy, busy Saturday night. And so uh, that is one of the things we encourage you to do. Sam Carnes joins me from Traders Point. They beat uh, North Vermillion 48-28 tonight. Sam, thank you so much for the call, and congratulations on the win. Thanks, Bob. Always great to win. It's not easy to win. Uh, Coach Crabtree is one of the best. He's a future Hall of Famer, and, and North Vermillion right. played a great game. And uh, really proud of the way our boys played. I'm glad you said what you said, and because I, I say this all the time, and people get sick of hearing me say it's not easy to win because it's not yeah. easy to win. Whatever sport, whatever level, it's hard. The other team's trying to win, too. We seem to forget from time to time. Tell me how you win this game. Uh, the, uh, the offense played outstanding. They didn't get stopped all night until the very last drive. Um, we uh, Our kicker had 12 points on his own, which – I'm sure is enough to win some games across the state of Indiana tonight. Um, we uh, our, our quarterback receiver connection from Cooper Simmons over to Philip to Philip Moran was un was unbelievable. I mean, Philip was making plays tonight with the ball in his hands that um, I just I haven't seen at the one A level. So unbelievable performance from them. Our offensive line gave the quarterback all day to throw and. Defense played a very good offense, very good running quarterback at North Vermillion, and uh, we got enough stops to win. You make it sound so easy, yeah, sectional right. 42. So who you you playing, uh, Park Tudor next week? Is that it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, back in September we played Park Tudor, and uh, we were winning the whole game and then gave up an onside kick and had uh, lost the lead with 12 seconds to go. And um, we sat there and watched them celebrate on our field and, and made a vow that Come November, uh, we'd, we'd get, we, you know, for some reason we said it's going to be at Park Tudor. We're going to get a chance to play the rematch and get a trophy. And we've been, we've been working on that every day. Uh, so, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for Coach Somerville, but very excited to get the opportunity to go get some revenge. Um, I also want to give a shout-out uh, to my alma mater, uh, Coach Gilbert, um, Westfield, beating Carmel for the first time. Congrats to the Shamrocks. Um, but love, love the Traders Point Knights and love what we're doing here and can't wait for another week of football. Sam Carnes from Traders Point Christian tonight. They beat North Vermillion 48-28. Sam, thank you. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Go Knights. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We are having sectional championship games for next week being scheduled as we speak. More and more come in by the minute. These are some finals from the last 15 minutes or so. Avon takes down Pike from Class 6A, 25-14, which means the Avon Orioles, they get the Brownsburg Bulldogs next week. Brownsburg over Ben Davis, 48-20. Indianapolis Cathedral hangs on against Lawrence North 44-35, meaning the Irish will see Lawrence Central next week. Lawrence Central, a 42-0 whitewash of North Central. Speaking of shutouts, Warren Central 58, Southport Zip. Warren Central moves on. They'll take on Perry Meridian next week for a sectional title. Perry Meridian beat Indianapolis Tech 38 to 8. How about this one? Center Grove, they roll on, but just barely over Franklin Central. Center Grove 14. 
Franklin Central 10. CG will see either Columbus North or Jeffersonville next week. Down to Class 4A, where Northridge beat Logansport 34-24, and Northwood, Northwood knocked off South Bend St. Joseph 52-24. It's Northridge and Northwood next week. Leo 42, East Noble 13. This is also a full sectional set for next weekend. Mississinawa over Huntington North 62-35. Mississinawa will see Kokomo, who beat Western 28 to a give us a follow at ind sports talk on twitter i'm brendan king welcome back everyone i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk glad you could join us tonight we have football football and more football to talk about brendan king joining us mr king any scores you didn't get in in that update that you'd like to take a little extra time to talk about this just rolled in coach hse continues their dynamite season they shut out homestead 35 nothing coach i mentioned this earlier uh obviously this is an obvious statement but it's true if you're going to shut out somebody in the indiana state football tournament uh, you're doing right, something right. pretty well, preparation-wise, execution-wise, talent-wise, right. everything. I mean, Coach, that is that is not easy to do, to hang a zero in the no, tournament. You know, not, not at all, because, uh, you know, in theory, and it's, you know, in practice, too, you're playing a team that's already won a game to get to this point. Right. So um, I can understand shutouts in the first round. I, I, I to your, follow your line of thought. I, I understand it. Gets uh, much more difficult to do for the obvious reasons as you progress. And so you know, I'm, I'm with you. Number one, it's hard to throw a shutout in uh, high school football anyway. And secondly, uh, especially under the circumstances. Uh, of, of a sectional and as I've mentioned before on the show or my good friend and broadcast partner Paul Condry uh, w- believes wholeheartedly that winning a sectional football championship is the hardest championship to win in the IHSAA for a variety of reasons uh, number one you know uh, the tournament comes at a time when grading periods uh, have, have ended, so you have some ineligibilities that inevitably happen. Secondly, you can't control who you play or where. Uh, number three, these are young guys, by the way. You can't control where the game is, and you know, just again, you're at the mercy of of the schedule and what's in front of you. And so, put all those factors together. And you know this crazy little thing called weather, and we've had great weather to this point. So you put all those factors together, there are many things that conspire against you in terms of winning. There's no doubt about it, Coach. How about this for a barn burner next week? So Center Grove holds on to beat Franklin Central 14 to 10. They will see right. Columbus North. Columbus North victorious over Jeffersonville 41-14. So Columbus North Center Grove next week, and then Warren Central matches up with Perry Meridian, uh, and that will be the full regional there. You could see Warren and Center Grove. You could see Columbus North and Warren, and maybe hey Perry Meridian. They've got some momentum, even though Warren wins that 58 to nothing. There is one thing, Coach, that you do not mess with in October and November. That is momentum, and these teams who. Some of them have won two games to get to this point. There is some major, major energy on those sides. Well, there are also, you know, uh, as, as you point out, I mean, you, you're playing for championships now. I mean, you're playing, uh, you're playing for an opportunity to win a championship. You, know, you get a little more excited. You get, you get a little more amped up playing for a championship. 
uh, and, and, and it makes it fun. I have no idea what the weather is next week. I'm hopeful that it's nice, crisp uh, fall night around the state and people get a chance to play and have some fun. Brendan King, you're ready. You're all set. Now, you're, you're, your family, you're all fired up. I know you're busy, but your, your Notre Dame guys have a challenge tomorrow. They do have a challenge, Coach. Just to get you, by the way, a weak outlook for weather, Coach, it looks like we are back into the mid-60s, maybe even a 70 next week. So right. do not call me the Tom Skilling of the uh, Indiana Sports <laughs> Talk studio, but right. it, it looks as though things are in the positive direction. But yeah, Coach, I, I think what you talked about with uh, right. the GOAT earlier, uh, our good pal, um, Chuck Freebie, Everything that Chuck said is true. Uh, Syracuse, a great ball club, and they have right. a lockdown defensive line and a great running back. So we'll have to see what happens tomorrow in New York. Sounds perfect. Brendan King, the man, every 15 minutes. Sorry we won't be with you tomorrow night. I know you've got other things you have to do. I can't believe something else would be more important than Indiana sports suck, but okay. We'll never, just never. Hey, you know how scheduling works. Yeah. I, I do understand it. Um, I, I understand it. That's why my entire family and anyone who knows me uh, knows that if, if, if it's a Friday or Saturday, uh, you can forget about me uh, and my family. We, we won't be involved. Uh, so that's, that's, that's fun. I'm happy to do it. All right. Brendan King, he'll be back. And not very long from now, talking about high school football and um, – you know we've got uh, we've got games. Remind everyone once again, uh, it's a busy day of college football tomorrow. So join us tomorrow night on the show as we talk about a great number of these games. Purdue and IU are off for this weekend. Um, unusual to say the least. Notre Dame at Syracuse playing in the Carrier Dome. If you haven't been in the Carrier Dome, um, it's a unique structure to say the least. Uh, Indiana State at South Dakota State, that's a difficult place to, to win, difficult place to play, uh, very, uh, very hard to beat. This is a really good football team, too. Uh, Trine is off. Marion is off. Uh, Ball State off until Tuesday, uh, at which time they travel to Kent State in Mid-American Conference play. Uh, also tomorrow afternoon, Hiram will be at Wabash, Hanover at Anderson. Morehead State at Butler, DePaul at Kenyon, Indiana Wesleyan uh, is uh, taking on uh, Siena Heights. Greg Rakestraw joins me. He has the call from ISC on the Westfield win over Carmel 28-9. Greg, thank you so much for the call. An impressive win by Westfield tonight. Yeah, very much so. You know, and, and I'm not sure how big of a surprise Westfield inning it, winning would be. It'd be a mild upset from the rankings. Westfield was number right. nine, depending on what poll you follow. Carmel was six or seven. I think what is a surprise is the fact it was a 19-point game, and Westfield did not allow Carmel to reach the end zone tonight. It was three field goals versus four Westfield touchdowns. Jake Gilbert's team that graduated so many players off of their right. back right. state runner-up teams from the last two years. They play in a lot of sophomores and juniors, but, man, they are hitting their stride at the right time. Well, you know what? Uh, he's too good a coach. These guys, look, they've, they've, they've played for championships the last two years. A lot of pride, a lot of experience, and a lot of reps for young guys. All this adds up to a pretty good football team. Well, let, let's, let's talk about this because so often one of the things that coaches will tell you about making a state finals run 
is the amount of extra practices you get for everybody in your program. Right. And so right. Westfield, you know, everybody in, in 6A gets an extra week because of, of having the bye, but that's an extra four weeks in back-to-back years. Other thing that needs to be brought up about Westfield is now if you, if you count their 5A days, they have now reached five state championship games in the last decade, three in 5A and two in 6A. And that's for a school that 30 years ago was a 2A school. It is, it is right. a pretty remarkable job that Jake Gilbert has done in his 12 years up in Westfield. I'd call it an unbelievable job. All right, quickly tell me who plays well. Kendall Gilbert, or Kendall Garnett, I should say, the uh, sophomore running back for Westfield, had 25 carries, 145 yards, and two scores. Cole Ballard didn't have great stats. He had 92 yards passing. He had 38 yards rushing, uh, but he also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Trey Dykus, who is the middle linebacker senior, was all over the field. It was really, I thought, just a, a wonderfully schemed game defensively for Westfield. They would occasionally blitz, but oftentimes would bring just three. And I thought eight guys back in coverage really gave Jack Kasmer, Zach, the quarterback for Carmel Fitz. Uh, Reese Bellin was his leading target, six catches for 43 yards. But Reese came in basically averaging 100 yards receiving per game, and he could just never make that big play. Carmel could never make the big play tonight offensively. And once Westfield took that away, Carmel just didn't really have an answer on the offensive end of the equation. Greg Rigstraw is going to be with me tomorrow night talking about the University of Indianapolis match up with Missouri S&T so don't forget to join him tomorrow night tonight for the ISC network is the call of the big win by Westfield over Carmel tonight Greg Rigstraw thank you so much I'll talk to you tomorrow night you got it coach coming up more high school football Bart Curtis from Warsaw will join us. We'll also talk with Darren Fisher from Whiteland, Andrew Smith talking about New Pal, a whole lot of football when we come back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our coverage of sectional semifinal Friday in Class 6A. Lafayette Jeff rolls over Lake Central. That's a final of 34-28. Westfield over Carmel 28-9. Westfield, they'll see Noblesville next week. The Millers beat Zionsville 35-10. You'll hear from Jake Gilbert here on IST momentarily. HSE, a 35-0 shutout of Homestead down to Class 5A. It was Hammond Central over Hammond Morton, a final 42-21. The Mishawaka Cavemen roll on, beating South Bend Adams up in the 5-7-4, 35-6. Fort Wayne North 49, Anderson 9. Fort Wayne North will match up with Fort Wayne Snyder next week. Snyder over Dwanger, 41-6. Down to Evansville, where Evansville North defeated Floyd Central 24-7. It's Evansville North and Castle next week. Castle defeated New Albany 42-14. Up north again, New Prairie 42, Lowell 6. They wait on the winner of Hobart and Highland. Columbia City rocks to Cal 49-7. Columbia City will see Leo next week, who topped East Noble 42-13. Evansville Memorial by a field goal against Jasper. A field goal also decided that one. Memorial 21, Jasper 18. Jasper missing a field goal to end that ball game and Knox shutting out West Noble in class 3A 22 
to nothing. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sectional 2 tonight. Warsaw, excuse me. Yeah, Warsaw, 14-9 winners over Elkhart. Martin Curtis joins me. Coach, thanks for the call. What a great win for you and your guys tonight. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, and thank you. You know, it was a hard fought. It was a good old-fashioned physical high school football game, and we were uh, we were fortunate enough to come out on top. It was it was a great night for uh, for football weather. Weather was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, kids played hard, and it was it was a it was a fun night. You know, no secrets with how you play. You're going to run the football at people, and that's what you did tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we had a you know. Really, both teams. Both teams were. I mean, it, the, that game was a seven thirty kickoff, and we were done by nine thirty. <laughs> and it was. It was. I mean, we we. I'm not kidding. We had the ball five times, not including the kneel downs at the end. We had five possessions right. the entire game, and that was it. And so each one was so important, and for both teams. And I thought we you know we did a nice job. Um, defensively, you know, defensively we got put in a couple of tough spots, and, and our kids played their butts off. And, you know, I couldn't be prouder of them. And offensively, you know, we've got the ball down 10 to 9, 10 to 9, or no, 9 to uh, 9 to 7 with about nine minutes left. And we put together a really solid long drive uh, to uh, put it away. So we're just couldn't be prouder of our kids. They've overcome a lot of adversity and a lot of struggles. And, and this is a really good night for the Tigers. Well, for those who don't know, you had uh, some suspensions. You were mi- you were minus what fifteen players? Of uh, so originally it was we had nine nine guys out, or ten guys out. Sorry, um, we had a couple of them come back for tonight's game. Um, a couple of key guys have been starters for us for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, right now we're down eight kids. Um, uh, most of which all of them have started this year. So it was uh, definitely a big hit, but it's been really cool to see our guys kind of circle the wagons and put those excuses to the, to the side. And they have really I mean, put together two really good weeks um, back-to-back. So we're, we're, we couldn't be prouder of them. That's impressive. Tonight, Warsaw, 14-9 winners over Elkhart. Bart Curtis, thank you so much for the call. Again, congratulations and best of luck next week. Hey, thank you, sir. Thanks for everything you guys thank do for, you. Uh, for high school football. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Darren Fisher joins me from Whiteland. Whiteland with another impressive win tonight in sectional action. They beat Terre Haute South. Um, uh, Coach Darren Fisher, congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you. Hey, does that surprise you at all that Bart Curtis's group overcame the version? <laughs> that's, that's not a surprise no, to any. No, no, not that's at all. Great uh, so, you know, you, you, yeah. You were overwhelming tonight offensively. Your defense also uh, was really impressive. You got to be thrilled about this overall win. You know, it really we, – we talked to our guys about, you know, run through it, not just to it. And, you know, when we I've, – I've said this talking to you before, you know, the courage that this group shows to run right, right. down somebody's middle and play physical football. And uh, tonight was good. You know, Terrell North started fast themselves. They got ahead of us three to nothing there on their first drive, but you know defensively we got them slow. We got them stopped, you know inside the fifteen, and and then uh, from that point on we played really good football. You know it's anybody. You know well coached football teams, regardless of their record, 
their record or anything else. They've got seniors that wanted to come out and play great football tonight. And, you know, North started fast, and, um, you know, we got them stopped. And then uh, we kind of took over from that point. I was really proud of our kids for, uh, for responding there at the beginning. Big win for Whiteland tonight over Terre Haute North 63-3, the final. Darren Fisher, thank you so much. Congratulations again, and good luck next week. Thank you so much, Bob. It was it was a great night to be a Whiteland Warrior tonight, that's for sure. Sure was. Thanks. I appreciate you sharing it with us. Good luck right, next thanks. week. All right, thank you. Coming up, more high school football. Jake Gilbert from Westfield will join us. Plus, we got a lot of football to talk about on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. Westfield, 28 9 winners over Carmel tonight. Westfield's Jake Gilbert joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call and congratulations on a great win tonight. Thanks for having me, as usual. Um, and yes, it was a great win. Appreciate it. We uh, played very inspired, played hard. Our kids are fearless. Uh, physical, and I, I just thought we played the best we've played all year. And uh, as every coach in, in the state would like to say that, but uh, you, you mentioned fearless. I would think uh, with the experience of playing for championships the last couple of years or the number of championships you've played for in the last seven or eight years, uh, you would develop a certain level of fearlessness. Sure. We, we certainly have a foundation of belief that you know, each team has its own journey. Each team's new. You know, we had – I think we started seven sophomores tonight or eight. Uh, so we're a very young team. So they, they weren't playing when we were playing for championships. You know, they're new. Um, but right. our seniors certainly were um, just proud of their leadership and their unselfishness and – out of our whole group what just what a blessing and honor to coach these kids bob well defensively you got to be really thrilled because you hold a uh, talented carmel team to to nine points that'll win you some football games sure yeah we, we got a couple takeaways and they were clutch and we uh just you know like their, their receiver reese Balin. i think that guy is an extraordinary talent and we we had to do everything we could to limit him but still not give up you know, tons of rushing yards, and I thought we did. I felt like we executed that. We were able to pressure the quarterback some and um, prevent the explosive play to, to number eight. So I, I thought, you know, our guys were put in some bad positions and just played so dang hard that we got ourselves out of it defensively. So extremely impressed with Coach Miracle and our defensive staff and everything they did uh, to have us ready for tonight. Uh, who plays well? I know it's hard in a night like tonight, but tell me who stood out in your mind this evening. Well, the whole defense, We, like I said, we got some pressures. Andrew Liske got a takeaway. Um, so, you know, everybody on defense. Offensively, just shout out to the offensive line. We ran for about 220 yards. Kendall Garnett got most of those, hit, uh, along with Cole Ballard getting some. But Kendall was, was great running the football tonight. And um, but like our tight ends on our O line just blocked, and we lost a couple O linemen, and guys stepped up and, and jumped in there and played, and we were still able to run the ball. So really pleased with the performance and the coaching from our offensive staff, and then those O linemen and all those kids blocking the Kindles running. 
Well, it's a big win, without question, for Westfield. They do it again. Uh, Jay Gilbert, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on the 28-9 win over Carmel. Good luck next week. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you. Coming up, more high school football sectional semifinals on Indiana Sports Talk.